0: Be brave enough to fight off despair. If you're a Gundam pilot,
1: a new type, you can do it.
2: Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week we're coming to you with Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta Episodes 44 and 45. With us this week we have Scotty P.
1: Emery's glory hole.
2: God damn it. Hey look.
0: Um, you know I wasn't gonna say glory hole, but yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Now I'm gonna say it.
1: They the so, Levian Rose comes equipped with three So, by so default. apparently
2: there is a website out there that <laughs>
1: Where's this going?
2: list locations and somebody was at one of the guys i work with he said did you realize our workplace has a site listed and we're like wait what we looked it was like the first floor bathroom when we were like what the fuck is going on at work
1: (laughs) yeah How,
0: how long did it take you to get there and check it out
2: well uh it's flooded so it's not a thing so it doesn't matter
0: <laughs> is it flooded because of what it is or maybe
1: maybe
2: no that the that bathroom is now uh, out of commission and uh, i guess the glory hole is too for emery
1: one of the sears stores i worked at a very long time ago they had to replace the plastic bathroom partitions with metal ones because being a store that sells hardware it got to the point where they were like having to fix and try to replace parts of these partitions so much. Uh, and they were like, how are people carving holes in them? And then they finally like found out, and I don't know what happened to the dude was part-time I didn't follow up on it. Didn't care enough. Uh, but basically someone was getting like the circular saw bits from the hardware department and able was basically just able to get them there and like drill like new holes. So, like yeah, as
2: long as always. I've known you, Scotty, I should have known this story from you by now. <laughs> I...
0: <laughs> Subsequently, I should also mention that I don't work there anymore.
1: <laughs> right. This is true. This is true. Well, you know, how Ooh, often do these come up in conversation? We don't have Emery around. <laughs> hey, man, Sears is out of business. So, This is true.
2: <laughs> uh, might be able to find a Kmart somewhere. I mean, they're still around, right? Wait, I thought Kmart was gone, too. No, there's like random Kmarts here and there.
0: There's, there's like, like eight. Yeah, there's like one Blockbuster. Yeah, there's still one Blockbuster
1: somewhere. Yep. Uh, I, there's a whole documentary about it. It's pretty good. I think there are eight Kmarts the last I looked. Roughly.
2: Yeah. I wonder what the glory hole to Kmart ratio is at those... K-marts. I don't know the How the last that?
1: one that was in our town closed early pandemic, so I didn't even notice it closed. Well, some of them get renamed to like R Mart or something like that because I did. I remember driving past
2: one not maybe like a few years ago, and it wasn't a K Mart, but it was very clearly. A Kmart.
0: <laughs> but it got, yeah, a bunch of them got bought. Same thing happened to Blockbuster. A bunch of them got bought and they became not Blockbuster and not Kmarts and not whatever, but they were definitely just the same thing.
2: So, on the 11th Rose, Emery is discussing kidnapping uh, Maneva and why she thinks it is a bad idea. Um, the rest of the crew wants to do it. You know, and there's some conversation back and forth on, uh, you know, if it's moral or not. But Emery's bottom line is, you know, she can't cover for the Argama uh, if they get involved in the uh, Neo Zeon Civil War. And they should just wait for the Federation troops to show up because they anticipate them to be coming. I don't know if they've been alerted that they're coming at this point, but they have been alerted. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that was her whole argument was we know that there is supposed to be a Federation fleet on the way. So we should just try to hold down the fort and if we have to defend ourselves yeah. while we wait for backup. Yeah. And Eno is not on board with kidnapping
2: uh Mineva either. He says, you know, we're not we shouldn't be putting kids in
0: the middle of this. This If I, if I recall correctly, it was Judo's idea, right? Was it Judo that came up with the
1: Yep. Yeah, he said because Haman is distracted by Glemmi's uprising right now, this is the time to go and try to do something like this.
2: Yep. Yeah, he says their only chance to to basically get leverage over Haman is now. So like their idea is basically, kidnap Maneva and use her as a pawn to like either She's make Maneva give up or or Haman give up or whatever,
0: you know. And it was kind of like Rue and Judo against everyone else. I think, right? Everyone was like, "This is terrible. We don't want to kidnapping kids is not cool." Like, and they're like, "But come on, guys, come on."
1: Well, uh, L's on board with it. Yeah,
2: yeah, because L says there's no other way to control. <laughs> I, I, said Haman. Roo, I mean L. Yeah, same person basically, but they hate each other. Um, <laughs> yeah, L basically says there's no other way to c- control Haman than b- through Maneva. Um, and then Emery's like, fine, go do it, but you have to be back soon before dinner. Basically, she says you have to do it within her timeline, which they never actually say what her timeline is, but that's fine. It's before dinner.
1: Yeah. And then Judo, you know, after some other banter says back to her like, oh, you sound like bright. And she says, oh, well, it's because we're basically the same person. And he's like, oh, I have to tell his wife about that.
0: Yeah, that was yeah. hilarious to me because first time anyone's acknowledged it at this point, right? Like it, he's, and he's just he just threw it out there, made me laugh.
2: And then she's like, "Oh
0: fuck you, don't 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 say anything to his wife."
2: Yeah, it's it's this is uh, you know uh, a, a mini arc, a, a single episode arc of Emory being extremely horny over bright again. So, um, so uh, judo and.
0: Huh? Did she ever really stop, though? I mean, she had, like,
2: an interregnum of, like, normal We just didn't
0: see her for a while, is, is what happened. That is that is accurate.
1: <laughs> it wasn't the kind of show where they could show you what she was doing in the meantime. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yep.
2: So, uh, Rue and Judo launch in dummy asteroids and head towards core three. Um, while Emery yells at them over the radio to, you know, don't don't tell on her for hooking up with Bright. And then like she has some weird fantasy where she uh rushes back to Bright right after this mission ends. She's basically like, Oh yeah, if we finish this up early, I can go right back to my my spank tank or Bright or whatever I'm doing.
0: I think didn't she say after this is over, Bright can take care of me or something like that? Or something like that. It was something that
2: Yeah, she was, she was like, I, I think she thought Bright is with the Federation ships or something. Like, I guess that was what she was anticipating him doing is bringing them over. So, uh, by them ending the battle earlier, getting Meneva, they can head towards the Federation ships and meet up with Bright and then she can get laid. Yep. Um, so we zoom over to Glimmy and Dakar talking and, um, rock on Dakar, huh? Rock on Dakar,
1: right? Rock on Dakar. Dakar. Dakar is a city.
2: Yes. Yes. All right. So rock on and Glimmy and rock on is telling Glimmy that he is worried about the Argama. Uh, and Glimmy's like, no, you need to not worry about them. They're just going to focus on watching us kill each other. Um, you know, and then pull is like, "Ah, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. If they show up, I'll kill them. I I, I need to get my revenge on the Argama still. Um, and we see that she has a new suit, or at least we they mention it at this point. She has the uh queen Manta.
0: yeah Gloomy the- specifically says you saw that suit in the, in the hangar, right? You're the only one that can pilot it.
1: Yeah, which they flash pretty. It's a pretty quick little cut where you see it right before this scene. Yeah, it it looks very much like the next version of
2: or uh the the next version of the Kublai and the precursor to the uh um Kshatriya. Yeah, the Ksh- Kshatriya. Yeah. Because it is. It is. It's a pretty cool looking suit. I like it. I'm a fan. Um so yeah. Uh Paul licks uh Glimmy's ear and uh Ricard Rakan is, uh, like, she seems nice. That's I'm into that.
1: He has a pretty creepy look about it, too. He's yeah. like, hey. <laughs> you, have that,
0: you have
2: that child clone look in your ear? Mm. She
0: seems- yeah, that seemed like a really strange, maybe not strange, strange isn't the right word, a really gross turn for him in terms of how it kind of implied he was using these clones.
1: Yeah, they have to really dance around it. And you don't see a whole ton of it. This isn't so much addressed directly until uh, Unicorn. And even then, it's, I think, more suggested still in the anime. I want to say in the novels, it's pretty direct. Uh, Don't quote me on that. I just think it is without looking. Um, But Glemmy didn't make a bunch of clones to just be pilots. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 got some um, look
0: like What a thirteen-year-old girl harem! God
2: damn it! I mean, is she thirteen? She's more like six months, probably.
0: Uh, made it worse.
2: <laughs> All right. So, um, Glimmy notes that he has defeated Axis and uh,
1: is ready to deal with Haman's fleet in the war. Um. Yeah, they kind of know- they kind of gloss over this, right? Because. In the previous little pair of episodes, we hear, oh, his rebellion has started. And then you cut to this one, and he's taken Axis.
2: Yeah, there was, there was a comment, I think it was towards the end of the last uh, episode, where... They said it was going to happen. Like, come yeah, on, we, knows
1: it's going to happen. Yeah, so, it was going to fall. Yeah, yeah, there's a kind of, I think, implied uh, time jump of anywhere. And again, the sources are are vastly different. There's one that says... This episode is in uh, like January 8th of 0089, which I don't think it is. Um, there's other things that put it mid-December. There's one that says it was around the 21st of December. We're basically the end, towards the end of 0088 right now. It's a vague timeline with anywhere from you know, a week to month gap since the last episode. Yeah. They don't really yeah. tell us. Time has passed. It's very clear
2: that time has passed, but they're not good at communicating time because that would be inconvenient for side stories.
1: (laughs) Yeah. How could we have? This is one thing I like about modern shows when they will just have a very brief thing that says, you know, one month later or something like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, So... Yeah, Judo and Rue make it to Core 3 while the battle rages on between Glimmie and Haman's forces outside. Uh, and keep in mind, Shara is actually in charge of Haman's fleet. Um, Emery notes that they have to be nearby. or em- Emery says that they need to s- stay close to the Core 3 uh, to help Judo if needed, uh, even if that means helping Shara's fleet, um, which would, by extension, mean helping Haman. So basically, like, They want to make sure they can save Rue and Judo and get uh, uh, Maneva out if needed, uh, even if they get drawn into the battle. Um, Judo can sense Haman, and he's going to use his ability to sense Haman to track Maneva down. uh, Since the when
0: they when they launch out, they launch out in their suits, and then it kind of cuts to a minute later, and they're like hiding in those fake asteroids that are like the plot device of the show. no nowhere suits are nowhere to be found Rue makes a comment about the mansion being destroyed or disappearing or, or yeah. something like that yep, yep. it's just gonna be hard to find them uh and then he kind of launches into talking about <clears throat> using his powers to i don't know psychic his way through
2: yeah this this episode super saiyan episodes are is mostly next episode but magic magic New type powers really start to uh amp up in these.
0: It was it was starting in this episode. It started up pretty good towards the end of this episode.
1: Yeah, I mean it's been running through most of the series, but especially here towards the end. Judo's new type abilities manifest as very much Star Wars Jedi Knight. I couldn't sense their presence. Like that's been a recurring thing the whole show, so it doesn't come out of nowhere. But it's very strong to that avenue, or or skill. he he went that way on the skill tree.
2: Yeah, it's and it's interesting to note too, because um throughout the series, they they've kind of grown judo's new type abilities to the point where it's like he's he knows how to use them now. Within a reason, he's not is like able as like somebody like come on to leverage them. But he's very like at this point, he's like, I can track her. I know how to, how to use these words before it was like, Oh, I sent somebody creepy, you know? So there's, there's a little bit of growth here showing that judo is um, getting stronger. Um, Yeah. So he is going to track Maneva down using his uh, new type. Uh, psychic powers. Um, we get to see Marshma, who is saying he does not want to leave the colony because he wants to protect Haman, uh, but she orders him to fight and um, take on Glimmy, and she gives him a new flower. So if we go back 40 episodes or so, <laughs> he was creepy with his flower, caressing it, having all these fantasies where Haman was basically like, Flirting with him while giving him a flower, and um, I mean, she basically does a very light version of those fantasies this time around. Like she knows she's manipulating him, and she plays into it.
0: Well, she's cool. like rubbing the flower on her face, and she's like, "Now, here you go. Here, the flower smells like my skin. Yeah, smell it before battle.
1: Yeah." It makes you wonder how much of what we saw Mashima fantasizing about was merely an embellished version of actual reality because Haman is such a manipulator. Yeah. That she could even
0: I, I fully believe that everything he was seeing was just it was a real thing that he was just blown up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it all happened to some degree pretty close to what we saw. And maybe he's remembering it a little bit embellished, but she is extremely manipulative, and we're just seeing it here. As here's another example with the same dude. So, so do
2: we ever get uh, uh minion's name? Ilya? Ilya. Ilya. Oh, okay. Ilya Pasm. All right. It. They don't name her in either of these episodes. She's named earlier in the series, but
0: I, I think they expect you to just know who yeah. it
2: was. I am terrible because, you know, we watched some of these like weeks apart sometimes. And I'm like, I feel like we should know her name. But it's like, you know, you'll hear them say Marshmallow a lot. You'll hear them say Judo a lot. Like, but Ilya, who is there for like the next episode or
1: two, like they don't say her name in the show at all. I want to say they at least say Ilya. Like, I think Haman in this scene might even mention her name, but I don't. I didn't, you know, transcribe the subtitles. So you could be right. I don't think
0: she was like on screen and someone's like Ilya, please do. I think she just references Ilya at some point in a monologue. Yeah.
2: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just weird. Cause I was like, man, what is, what is her name? I keep forgetting it. Um, and the context because like she's important ish. Um, so yeah. Uh, uh Haman tells Ilya that uh Marshall has been over enhanced. Um so this is our reference to Marshall uh, having undergone some cyber U-type treatments. Um
1: uh, HGH. Yeah. Something. Yeah.
2: Or he could be doing the uh South Park thing where he's like drinking the uh um butter's creamy goo. Yeah, that I was thinking the uh the, the, the Christopher Reeves episodes. Oh, right. The stem cells. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So she learns that the Federation is heading to side. So Haman learns that the Federation is heading to side three. And this is really the first time you really uh, see Haman kind of freak out. Um, it, It doesn't focus on it too much,
1: but she is definitely worried about this. Yeah, it's the worst possible timing for her to have the Federation in any form moving against her with because she's trying to deal with the stuff that Glemmi is doing. And she knew that would theoretically happen and feels prepared for it, but <laughs> is not prepared to fight a war on another front. Yeah. Um, so uh,
2: judo. Randomly blows up a power station. Not randomly, but he blows up a power station, and it takes out um, power across a huge chunk of the colony, which uh, Haman and her group happen to be in. Uh, but Haman at, initially believes that it was uh, Glimmy's uh, guerrillas that that did it. So, she's or not-
1: yeah, she she said it was. It must be or could be remnants of either the Cicero rebels that we saw in the last two parter. Uh, or gorillas sent by a glimmy. Um You got to watch out for those gorillas attacking power stations. They... Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Yeah, if you don't have the right crates of bananas outside to distract them. Hey, you got to do what you got to do.
2: Um, all right, so Marshmallow is going to go investigate
1: the power outage.
2: Um, and uh, Judo, like, it, so he gets in his suit with Ilya and they fly past. And Judo's like, oh, there's
1: another Zaku variant. Hey, I really like how his Zaku three when he starts to move in it, call back to early in the show. Hatch is open, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're in a colony. Yeah, Why would, would, would we close that? As well. Yeah, um,
2: but yeah. So uh, J- Judo like casually breaks into this building like a, a cat burglar, and um, there's a funny little her like interaction between him and Rue, where she's like, "Oh, you really are a delinquent, aren't you?" <laughs> and he's like, or, "No, no." First, he says, "Like, oh yeah, I used to do this on Shangri-La all the time." And she's like, "Oh, you really are delinquent, yeah. aren't you?" And he's, and
0: he's like, he, like what? "Whips out." He whips out like a glass cut. Like he pulls out like a little case with a glass cutter and cuts like a perfect like diamond thief hole in the in the glass. And he's like, "I used to do this all the time." And she's like, "Wow, okay." <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, you thought the circular drill cutter wouldn't come up again in this episode, but
0: here it is. It was very topical.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it was
2: pretty funny watching him uh, get all butthurt about you, it.
0: You but. know what? Do you think that implied that he was cutting out uh, jewel thief holes to break into places, or do you think he was cutting out some other kind of hole?
1: God damn it. Shangri-La style. We'll
0: call them, we'll call them colony holes.
1: <laughs> Ah, uh, Judo in his glory hole. Um, better make a vacuum seal. <laughs> don't want to let all the air out of this colony hole. Oh man, I feel like we
2: have so many good episode titles for this already.
1: <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> so uh, Minerva's off-
0: colony hole. I don't know what we're doing.
2: <laughs> uh, Minerva's off crying for her
1: while she eats uh with her servant lady. And um, nothing says spoiled all to hell like crying and eating simultaneously, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like, ah do I feel sorry for this kid because she's
2: a kid and she's crying, but God damn it, she's at like a Victorian era table and has a has her like hand handmaid standing right next to her, like w- watching her eat
3: <laughs> mm.
2: um so yeah. Haman gets a head a headache uh, as uh, the handmaid runs up to Haman down the down the hallway or whatever and tells uh, Haman about Maneva crying and Haman's like why did you leave her alone you idiot and then she's like oh fuck judo um so she rushes over to to Maneva's room. Um, as Judo and Rue are breaking in, uh, Maneva is kind of chill about the whole situation. She's like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? And Judo's like, what's going on here? And she's like, everybody ignores me. And Haman really doesn't care about me. Uh,
1: so I'll go with you. Um, well, there's and- a, there's a line I want to bring up here before you go too far in the scene because yep. you've already passed it. So, um, when they first go into the room, she's just, Crying about being left alone. Rue says something like, don't worry. Uh, you know, will came for you. And Judo kind of looks on and says, she's just a regular kid.
0: She's Just a kid. Yeah.
1: Remember that line. That's all. That is all. all right. So, um, they're taking her
2: out when, uh, they're taking her out of a room when, uh, Ju- when Haman catches up with Judo. So, uh, Rue and Menev have gotten out the window and Judo is about to climb out and, basically he's like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to delay. Um, and he basically says that he doesn't see much of a difference between, uh, him and Haman at this point. Um, because Haman's like, makes a comment about him, like using kids or something along those lines. Um, Haman tells, so, so, uh, sorry judo runs off at this point um and uh, Maneva chases after um and then he uh approaches him on and she offers to let him go if they free Maneva.
1: i had a sorry i i couldn't follow where you were yeah. um in the conversation judo and haman have when after Rue and Maneva leave at the window and after Ramon enters with gun, and Judo's talking to her, there's I have a gripe about that conversation because it makes something a little bit confusing. Uh, where she mentions at one point that she's trying to use Maneva to get back at the zombies, but yes. earlier in the show she was talking about reviving the zombies. Yeah, and so it's it's confusing.
0: Uh, yeah, he- I don't know if the intent was getting back at the zombies or getting back to what the zombies.
2: No, she's she says she wants to get revenge on the zombies um, because she's saying uh, so. She tells Judo that Glimmy is trying to revive Zeon. and she just wants to get back at the zombie family instead of running the Nazi empire based off of blood like Glimmy. Yeah,
0: yeah, but it was it was. I agree. It was a confusing, a little bit of a confusing scene.
1: Well, it's just. I don't know if it's so much, maybe confusing wasn't the right word. It was just, this is the opposite of what she said earlier. So is she failing? What I take it as is a couple of things. Uh, One is she may be making things up on the fly to try to manipulate judo, which I think is maybe the more correct thing. Right. And she has a lot going on. So it's entirely possible her lie here is different from her lie earlier because she's under a lot of stress. If I, I, I can take it that way. If I go, yeah, the writers were definitely correct and didn't make any mistakes or or have any conflicts. Um I think it was probably just someone writing that didn't write the previous episode, but either way, I just enjoy uh, simple space boy Judo Ashtas whole reaction to it, which is basically like I don't I don't care if it's you or Glammy, it's the same. Yeah, you guys are basically, basically the yeah. same. Yeah, the way I read her comment
2: was and this situ- and and the way she, i feel like she was trying to portray it is she didn't want to go back to uh you know uh she wanted to go back to Degwin Zobby not Nazi Zobby you know she wanted to go back to like maybe a corrupt dictatorship versus like a nazi blood-based dictatorship
1: yeah well and it's I- also that very vague tertiarily implied connection between Glemmy and Giran. Right. You know, where she's saying it's not about blood and all this, and it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, so, this series needed more episodes, or to start this arc earlier. Episode 44
2: is like three episodes in one. Um, There's a lot going on in
1: it. The, uh, overall, the last four episodes of this show, and we are... Yeah this is the first of the last four are extremely, there is more that happens here than uh, what, what did I say in the chat the other week that more happens in these than in like the last dozen MCU productions. Like there's yeah. so much. Yeah. It's a lot to keep track of. You get two moon moon episodes. <laughs>
2: All right, so uh, Marshall comes up on Rue, but he's uh, held back from Ilya uh, from attacking. So, he, so he won't hurt Maneva. Basically, she's worried that he's going to go crazy and just like kill everybody. Um, Haman catches up to Judo and tells tells Judo that she'll kill Judo and Maneva before letting her be taken by them. Maneva um, says, "Hey." I'd prefer to die with Judo and Rue than go back to you. um, To which Judo's like, well, I guess I'll give Maneva back then.
3: <laughs> he, like, picks yeah. her up
1: and gives her right back. And Maneva was going to go with them more or less willingly, right? She talks to Rue a little bit at the start of this scene, or at least before this part, saying like, yeah, because Rue apologizes. He's was like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hold a gun up to you." And Minerva's like, "That's okay. I will j- decide to trust you." Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's like you know, Minerva's like, "All right, I, I, I'm cool with this. I don't like Haman. on. I don't like Glimmy. I'm I'm ready to go with the the Federation and and be their puppet." And then Judas like, "Ah, no, nah, I can't have you coming with me if you're willing." <laughs> um. So. Yeah, basically judo's like, all right, you keep your promise, let us get out of here. Uh here's uh Meneva. Uh so they get in a not a core fighter, but some sort of jet type thing, uh, and fly off to which Haman just is like, All right, Marshma, you can go chase him now. I told him they could get in the yeah. plane and leave. I didn't tell them they could leave the
1: colony. <laughs> immediately breaks the implied promise. And judo also immediately realizes his mistake. He's like, Oh. <sighs> should have called yeah. her bluff with the kid <laughs> um
2: uh they escape outside uh the colony before marshma can t- catch up um but end up in the middle of a battle um and we see the the uh, the new Queen mansa um with pull in it and it's very pretty this is actually the scene where they introduce the suit with her in it in space is probably one of my favorite like art aspects in this show because it it's very well done. Um
0: it's a good looking suit for sure. I'll give you that. Yeah, do they I,
2: I know they have some kits of it. What what do they have? Do
0: they have like a it's also known as the Quinmantha, if you were looking at the uh, bad translation. Yeah. I don't know if it's the bad translation, but the regular translation. They definitely do have a kid. I'm looking at the box art for they one. They have
2: a 1-400, and they have a SG.
0: What is a 1-400? There it is.
2: 1-400, like, uh, like normal or uh,
1: high grade? That's usually the kind of scale they would do like the battleships and stuff in. I actually didn't look the, I did not look up the Gunpla for this one. It's like the only later introduced one I kind of didn't think about doing that for. Yeah,
2: it's a a pretty cool um, suit. It has a a, a three barrel mega particle gun. It has a large beam saver uh, and a set of 30 remote controlled funnels and a mega particle gun. Aside from the three barrel mega particle gun.
1: The well, so head. the 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 main so there's a couple of parts of this. There's the Saikamu. The head is detachable. Yep. So it's similar to some of the other things we've seen, like the Psycho Gundam Mark II, um, and this this really is like they've taken a Cubile and a Psycho Gundam Mark II and, and crammed them together. They mushed them together, got something that's this pea soup green, and it ends up looking pretty cool. They only built one of them. Now the main like different thingy on this is the, you know, other than you know the cannons all over, it's got thirty funnels. The shoulders, it's actually a mega particle deflection system. So it's kind of like an eye field, but it can reflect stuff back. Yeah. Instead of just dispersing it. It is a
2: cool suit. I like it. Um, yep. So the A.U.G. and the Federation are nearby and heading towards uh, side three. And uh, we get some more Emery being hot and bothered uh, for Bright's return. Uh, the Gundam team launches from the Argama. And uh, Glimmy decides to leave uh, Rakan's forces to deal with Shara uh, Sarsoon and he and Glimmy is going to attack the Argama while that ba- that other battle is going on. Um. So Judo and Roo, uh managed
0: specifically it. says he wants to sink the pseudo Argama.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird because because didn't we didn't we talk about uh, nail Argama means like kinda like the Argamirs, like like,
0: the Argama or something like that. Yeah.
2: Um. So Judo and Rue make it back into their suits. Um, and Judo's basically like, oh shit, there's something weird or bad going on with the Argama. We need to get, get the hell over there. Um, and Pole is near the Argama at this point, or heading towards the Argama. And she is uh, single-mindedly looking for the double Zeta. Um, and since the Lavi and Rose and the Argama are closer to the battle now, uh, The they're starting to, to catch fire. And Emery is using the Lavian Rose as a barrier to protect the Argoma from all of the um, stray fire. Um, at this point, she orders the whole Lavian Rose to evacuate. She tells Millie, "Oh, I'll get out before like it goes too bad," um, which you know that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, the fact that she said it, there's like three minutes left in the episode, means it's not going to happen. Yeah,
2: three minutes left in the in the episode, and you know, the name of the episode is Emery's glory. Like she's either going to like kill everybody and Zeon or she's going to die.
0: <laughs> I wonder if the episodes were like, I mean, I know they were titled back when it aired, but if people like knew the title of the episode, because I know the, well, they announced I it know- in the beginning. I guess so. Yes. Yeah. And
1: it's in the preview in the, on the previous one. Do
0: you think it it's, was, it's- was it like that during the original yeah. broadcast you think
2: yeah uh, yeah yeah okay. yeah because i mean I, I remember watching a lot of shows from this time period where i mean they did this a lot like Hayato dies <laughs> or whatever it was <laughs> the name of the episode that's yeah um so Emery is going to she does self-destruct the lobby and rose once everybody gets out of it um Pull two begins attacking the Gundam team and quickly overwhelms them. She kicks her ass pretty good. um, But once she determines that the double Zeta isn't there, she turns around and starts leaving uh, to which Emery's like, all right, I'm going to take this suit out. And she starts just like throwing things at, at the queen mantha.
1: Well, it's those like docking arm yeah, big crane things she sort of shoots those I don't know how that works but shoots those big grabby arms off and one of them she, actually she uh, donkey punches funny. the Quinn Mantha yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Paul get, like, gets pissed off and she's like you can't take me down by just throwing stuff at me
2: <laughs> yeah she um she charges the rose while Emery uh, prays to Bright for his protection um and Emery launches a bunch of those arms things at, at the uh, Queen Mansa, which Pull just kind of summarily just blows away.
1: Um, In my head cannon, she launches Nina Purpleton. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and then Pull just basically unleashes the, the funnels on the uh, Lavian Rose and blows it up, and Emery dies inside. Uh, you get some, like, dramatic, like, overlay of Emery dying or something along those lines.
1: Well, and, and what's interesting here is that the Nail retreats behind, like, some dummy asteroids when pull two starts to attack because Torres has a brain. But Eno's, like, yelling and, and calling him a coward while he does that. I was like, Eno, you you would not have survived this. So There's a
2: reason why you're the deputy Eno. You know? Um, so, uh, judo, judo senses what's going on and calls out to pull two and, uh, does the same thing he's done like half a dozen other times around her and basically says, remember, remember your sister, pull one, like you're being used as a puppet. Uh,
1: remember who you are. And like, she starts having one difference this time though, is that pulls voice kind of starts to channel through him. Yeah as pull two is hearing it. So that's, it's the same refrain that we've heard and we'll hear more, but at least this time there's that extra wrinkle of. Yeah. The perception of pull from it.
2: And, and do you think that's uh pull spirit or do you think that's judo, like, like channeling her
1: or something along those lines? Biosense or spooky. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's the, space ghost interacting with crazy biosensor tech stuff that we saw towards the end of Zeta on a more minor scale. Yeah. That's Um, how I choose to make sense of it. Sure. At least. So Paul
2: starts having a hissy fit and uh, runs away from Judo uh, while she was uh, like, and you hear some of her thoughts where she's like, talking about how she was in cold sleep for a long time and does she have a sister, blah, 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 blah. Um, And Marshma goes into attack pull, but gets
1: pulled away by Ilya Pazon. She says, calm down, smell your rose. (laughs) And he does. He does. And Ilya's like, man, they, uh, they they popped him. They popped him too full of roids, man. He's not going to pass this next drug test. So Millie cries over uh, Emery
2: as Judo shows up to the destroyed Rose and um, he goes and holds her body uh, and just kind of commiserates over her death as the battle rages on in the background.
1: Yeah. Have we seen the Doven Wolf before this episode?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think we saw them earlier in the show. like. I thought,
1: didn't Rakan... You're you're talking about Rakan's little group, right? Yeah, but I thought they were in something else when they see them in space the first time. Because then when they get to Earth, Rakan is in a Zaku 3. Um, I feel like this is the first time we've, we've seen them.
2: So the first time... Well, no, that's not it. I don't have an episode the first time we've seen them. I'm uh, looking
0: at the, uh, you know, the perfect resource for this, which is the wiki. Uh, <laughs> and the first thing that is listed in the history is like background on where it came from. And then it's this battle. It's like the I, first thing that they
1: talk about. I thought this was the first that we see of it. Yeah, because he, okay, yeah, I, I just remember. He's in a Dryson the first time we see him in space when they're en route to earth and then on earth, he's in a Zaku three. And then it's only here that we see the Doven wolf. This is new as of here. So, okay. I I knew I wasn't going crazy, but I had sort of forgotten to check, but I, um, I did take some notes on it. We, we only see it briefly here. It's just in that larger fight, you know, between Chara's fleet and Glemmi's forces. But, um, there's some cool things going on with this thing other than, you know, lots of weapons, mega everything at this point has lots of weapons and mega particle cannons. Um, It's got a couple of remote weapons on the backpack, the incomes. It has these little hidden hands inside its arms. So it can eject these wire guided forearms that have these little remote beams in them. What What was the other suit that we saw had that
2: a few, like a few episodes ago? There was right. another suit where they used like some, Oh wait, no, they, I think they just used like the, the wires in space to catch somebody.
0: Yeah. I remember seeing the wires a couple of times. I don't remember seeing the grabbing hands. Yeah.
3: Oh.
1: Yep. So yeah. Anyway, you got those. Um, it does have a way that it can, I don't, I don't know if we actually see this in the show. I think they, Oh no, they, they are going to, they're going to try it. I just remembered we'll we will see it. It can hook up the, it's beam launcher onto the torso to give it more power and create a big 40 megawatt. Launcher which just, it's kind of neat. Basically takes its gun and shoves it, like plugs it into the stomach area. Uh It's kind of a mass production suit. It was meant to be very mass production. It's not one of those where they made one or three, they made several, presumably several dozen, but it wasn't as ubiquitous as like a Gaza C or D or something like that. Because This was- whole unit uses it. Right, yeah, we see six of them here, so I mean they're not hyper limited or anything. Uh, it's just that they they became the mass production like normal unit, uh, edged out the Zaku three, but it's kind of getting towards the end of the war for them, so we, it's why the it, yeah it's more of a you can't call it limited production, it is mass production, but there aren't tons and tons of them because it's so late. I uh, think of like That's a Gelgoog, right? Right here too. <laughs> like a Gelgoog, you know, yeah. it comes towards the end. So uh, there's a quasi-Sakamu system in it so that non-new types can... Basically, it's just so that non-new types can use it. And in... I don't know, there's not a lot of detail on what exactly that entails. So uh, the uh, there's... I didn't look up the source material for this, but apparently there's something that explains how this was actually developed... By an Augusta researcher, so that would have been a Titans facility uh, during the Grips War, and developed there. But someone, uh, a guy named Lauren Nakamoto, defected to Neo Zeon after the Grips War, and that's where they got the design. Fun fact, and I don't—I didn't look up the source.
2: Random side story
1: number three. Sure, we can go with that. <laughs> Maybe it's in the Office Lady Haman manga.
0: You
1: know, this has come up so many times, I'm going to read it. I haven't, but I, yeah. I I want to read a
2: few chapters just because I feel like it'll be pretty funny, but not worth like reading more than a few chapters. Episode 45, the Battle of Axis. So there's already been a Battle of Axis and Haman lost. We're going to have another Battle of Axis.
0: We didn't
1: see the other one, though.
2: Yeah, we didn't. So they're like, all right, all right. we had." Haman was battle. on
1: core 3, so yeah. Yeah,
2: we had a huge battle. Haman's
1: troops lost. We feel bad for leaving everybody out of the battle. So let's have another one. Let's do it, guys. Yep. And we're going to start with the Indra 2 flying by. And in case you forgot what ship it was, we really know that this must be Mashima's ship when it gets to the end of it. And there's a lot of suits hanging on, like literally hanging on to a cable in the back. Yep. And I, it doesn't ever explain why, but all I assume is it started to move and he everybody forgot to tell, tell everybody. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. So um, Mashamore is, is aiming to retake access for Haman uh, he mentions that uh, Axis' new type core is more powerful than the Gundam team. Um, and we really haven't been, I don't think we've ever really been introduced to Axis' new type core, which is, is ostensibly Glimmy's new type core. The only new types we know from Glimmy are, I guess, Glimmy and Pull, right?
1: We've been, this. the whole thing has been implied because the first time we see Pull 2 and there's a large room full of 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 clones yeah um so Marshall
2: gives a speech trying to rally the troops for battle um but nobody really seems excited uh, like as they're showing them and then like they all start giving this like cultish chant
1: yeah it, for, it starts as a call and response and then it turns into the, they keep saying uh alternating um for sin hand them the wages of sin for evil hand them the wages of evil which is corny as hell, but they get into it and they just keep repeating it and repeating it. And Ilya is. Yeah. yeah Ilya is really thinking.
0: Thunderbolt here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ilya is thinking during this, like, wow, the imprinting he's undergone is perfect for this scenario. But yeah. Ilya doesn't tend to say things. She thinks things and we get to hear what they are.
2: Yeah. So Glimmy is on Axis. Um, he walks up to a pretty cool-looking suit. I don't think they name it at this point. Um, so he is worried that he has impure blood. But he vows to cut off Haman's head and rebuild Zeon. I, I, I don't understand the whole, like, blood thing that he was talking about. He's just kind of, like, walking down the hallway and is like, man... It would really suck if I had impure blood, but damn it, I need to cut Haman's head off.
1: Uh yeah, that was.
2: <laughs> I just I sort of
0: just like a bad translation. Like it just whoever was doing the translation just did not get what they were getting at. No, it's no,
1: entirely possible. That,
0: no, no, that no. is what
2: he was saying. It it makes no sense to it's
0: yeah. Right, right. I just mean like whoever was doing the translation like literally translated something and didn't understand the context and it just came
1: out weird. Maybe you know, know. I don't know. Um, Tomino is not something. credited as a writer on this episode so sure. we can't blame him so uh Paul says they don't they still don't
2: sense the federation forces but uh the new types control the sector um, i don't know if that means Glimmy's new types or Glimmy's
1: and Gundam team or well i, I think it's just I don't know. They're rousing each other up. Uh, She says, "I think the phrasing there is." uh, She says, "I'm getting echo." Um, Okay, I'm echoing somewhere. Okay. Anyway, uh, it went away. Anyhow, uh, the phrasing here is that she says this part of space is controlled by the the will of new types like us, and. I think they're just like, yeah, this is our house kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Um, Yeah, so Glimmy gives a speech attacking Haman and putting a bounty on her head and uh, essentially promises to give a colony to whoever kills her. Um, And uh, Paul praises him and mentions that, you know, and, and he's basically like, dude, I would... Give Earth away to kill Haman. Pretty cool. Um, Rakan is not happy that all the suits are getting repainted, Um, and there was like a a mention earlier uh, that so like uh, Paul was wearing like a a gas mask or something like that. Uh, They were basically repainting all of the suits to meet you know Clemmy's fashion sense. And uh Rakan's like, no, 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 no. You don't, re- you don't repaint my, my suits. And he, he goes full Karen and calls Glimmy. He's like, yo, I didn't agree to this. I said, I'd help you, but uh you're not painting my shit. And Glimmy's like, dude, you're going to be dead soon. Keep your tacky colors. It's fine. He doesn't
1: say that to him. <laughs> he says to him, basically, <laughs> okay fine and then it's after he hangs up that he's like "Guy's gonna be dead soon why does he care about this <laughs> yeah yeah it was,
2: it was pretty funny i liked it um so the argoma is recovering supplies from the wreckage of the lavian rose um and they're going back and forth on what's worth like salvaging and what 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 they actually need um and Millie black begs for this black box to be recovered so they they can have Emery's last words. And what do they pull out? A floppy disk. A fucking floppy disk. <laughs> uh, well, Millie's gonna get that floppy disk to break.
1: Listen, you don't know what kind of floppy disk technology they have in the Universal Century. What if it's really solid state? It's a solid state floppy. Got lots of memory for videos and stuff.
0: It's just a. It's just a really wide, like, NVMe drive that's got like a little slot to protect the connector that slides over to the side when you plug it in. That's I mean that's all it is. Just a really powerful, wide NVMe.
2: Just don't copy that floppy. Don't copy it. Um. So. Mondo tries to be lighthearted about the whole situation. Um, and he's like, you know, being sad's not going to fix anything. Uh, we just got to keep on keeping on guys. Keep on doing what we got to do. Um, and then L like lays into him and tells him he's going to die first. If he keeps acting like that. And like, they all kind of pile onto him, but, um, you know, Judo kind of stops everybody after Mondo heads off. And he's like, hey, you know, Mondo is just dealing with things the way he's dealing with things. You know, Rasura died, and he's pretty sad about that. Um, Yeah, so he basically tells everybody to chill the fuck out and leave Mondo alone. Um, but Mondo goes to the Hyakushiki uh, to sit in the cockpit and cry. Um.
1: Yeah, and there's a there's a decent moment here when he first gets in the hangar because Astonage is working on the double zeta and he's like where's Judo? I need him for whatever. And Mono's just like doesn't even look over at him. He's like he'll be right down. Just goes straight in there. So, yeah, some decent you know storytelling without being super verbose there.
2: Yeah. Um so the Argama decides that they can't rely on the Federation forces, um but they may be able to attack Glimmy while he's engaged with Haman and then take out Haman afterwards. So I guess the the assumption here is Haman's forces are weaker. Glemmi's forces are stronger, especially if they're going to be defending from Axis. And taking out Haman will be easier once she's kind of, you know, rubbed up against Glimmy for a while. Um, Judo sends his Haman aboard a ship near Axis. So like they see some ships like floating around Axis and uh, Judo's like, I think she's on it, and everybody's like talking about is she on it? Is she on it? And he's like,
1: "Nah, she's on it." Uh, oh, and there's a there's a Easter egg here uh, in the so Judo's looking at this screen where that Eno pulls up that showing Core Three and some ships around it. And, uh, on that screen, there's a little Easter egg referencing Dirty Pair on there. Oh yeah.
3: Yep.
2: Um. So. Uh he rushes off and Rue announces that Judo rushes out of the room and everyone's like, what? And Rue's just like, Judo is preparing for the final battle. And I'll make the comment. She's like, is someone going to die? And Rue's like, isn't that a little extreme? We're just talking about a final battle here. Why, why would somebody die in a final battle? Um, <laughs> It was it was very it was a very weird situation I mean this kind of goes back to like when they were talking earlier about like trying to force judo to meet with haman so that they could like resolve the situation and stuff it seems like uh Ru is very much on the on board with like just pushing judo in front of haman and like seeing what happens
1: well it's there's some other funny banter here at least it was funny to me this is like just before judo kind of heads out of the bridge l says there's no guarantee hamans on those ships and then rue just says there's no guarantee she's not on it like oh gotcha like oh you you did say the opposite of what she said okay okay
2: yeah rue and l just they just never get along
1: like it's just it's not fated to be this is accurate this is accurate when listen this People say the Rue thing, like Rue slash Judo comes out of nowhere. No, no, it doesn't. You know why they've been arguing the whole show? Because they both like the same dude. They make it very clear that L is into Judo. But then when Rue starts always bickering with L, that is what tells you that. That's very realistic.
0: It for quite some time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because they don't really ever, uh, up to this point, like, and like show that like Rue has a thing for judo,
1: very much. They do through the L bickering. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, All right. So, yeah, and I mean,
2: and, and just to add on to that, like Rue increasingly over the course of, that, uh, of the series seems to put faith and trust into judo, as opposed to like initially in the series she was like, "He is a hood rat." <laughs> And when she was like complimenting him for like making the glory hole in the last episode, like it was actually a compliment. Like it was it was like well well you you really are a hood rat. And he's like, I'm not a hood rat. And she's like, no, no, I meant that like in the kindest of
1: lights. <laughs> um I meant so, that you could work my hole next. <laughs>
2: damn it. Asinash puts some uh new armor on the double zeta and he uh gives a Judo, a little overview of it. Basically, it is a uh, multi-layered fluorocarbon polymer uh, put in a pneumatic state. And what the TLDR of that is is it can deflect a bunch of beams for about three seconds. Oh, in pneumatic state. oh
1: okay, okay. I looked up. The I looked. Are all real? Yes, I. I was very quickly had. I very quickly had no idea what I was reading, but looking up combinations of these words brings up like academic papers about like polymer science and stuff. So there, there's something to it. I have no idea if it's like one of those things that's only theoretical and could never be real, which would be fine. But yeah, there, it was real some, words. I was, uh, some like
0: copy editor on this show when they were like doing the review with buddies with a, with an like a physics mate, like an astrophysics, PhD candidate, and like that's how this happened. That's specifically how yeah. this happened. Could I be. Need to know how to reflect the lasers in space.
1: Yeah, they're like, well, if you only had, they're like, hang on, say those words again slower. Let me write this down. This uh,
0: is what, what, what you're reading there. Oh, I'm just reading about this giant robot that's getting shot at by lasers.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> Have I got some info? You know what your robot needs? A layered fluorocarbon polymer put in a pneumatic state. You can fit so many of those in this double Zeta. Um, all right. Uh, not, uh, that's the Anaheim sales pitch. I like it. Before they get to that part, when Judo first gets to the hangar, Astinage says, do you know in this place once called Japan, uh, he says, warriors would spend the night before a big battle with their weapons and equipment away from women. And Judo just goes, oh, sorry.
2: Hard ass. Well, Paul's not here anymore. Uh, uh, <laughs> so um, Shara is ordering more dummy asteroids into the field and launches with uh and Lance. Um, hey, group- you
1: skipped the cheesy but brief launch scene of Beacha directing the Nail argoma to its target, the Space Fortress Axis. It's cool. You don't get a lot of that. They don't spend a lot of time on on these cheesy launch scenes, but we got one. <laughs> yeah
2: and, and and they don't really show the double zeta uh trend like transforming anymore either we we missed out on that we had that for like 15 or 20 good episodes and they finally have like been like all right we don't need to take up we don't have time to take up 18 seconds of
0: yeah they, <laughs> the double zeta there were some
1: truncated ones there's some truncated ones recently but not the full blown to the point of it being worth mentioning right um
2: uh, yeah so rakan's group heads towards uh uh, the fleet, and Paul says that uh that that his impatience will lead to his defeat. Um, Marshma seems confident that he can take glimmy and his his forces out, and uh Ilya is like, "Oh yeah, we program we programmed Marshma good, we got him good. um Marshma gives another speech uh to kill glimmy um gets in his suit and begins a new type glow. This episode from this point on is just full of Super Saiyan new type charging magic. Where, like, if we had like Frieza or somebody with like the glasses, they'd be like, Oh man, that guy's like power level 10,000.
1: If this episode came out today, uh, most sorry. Uh, If this episode came out today, some Gundam fans would be on the internet criticizing the hell out of it, saying this is why they should only let Tomino make Gundam shows. Just saying, but am I super saying?
2: (laughs) I, I, you know, I, I don't mind the, the new type Aura stuff. It, it's just as egregious in this episode.
1: Um, I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> what, what, there's I'm looking at this This is episode 45 out of 47. There are so many characters still alive. We got to do some power ups. Yeah, this
2: it's, it's time to power up and power down some people.
0: This 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 episode was directly the cause of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it
1: could have been. I don't and think that ra- time. Dragon Ball,
0: Dragon Ball was airing at this time, right? I'm pretty sure Probably, Dragon Ball is yeah. fully airing and someone's like, you know, it would be great in like ten years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Super Saiyan level thirty. Um I don't I don't think this broadcast is far off from the start of, of Z, but yeah. It's spot you never know. We'll have to ask Toriyama when we speak to him <laughs> next.
2: Yeah, I'll give him a Skype call later. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> So uh, Sharsoon is fighting and horny for the first time in a while she is she is digging this space combat um she is using her uh crazy psycho gundam like attack where she yeah. like uses all of the the lasers on all of the joints
3: to,
1: like, yeah this is the equivalent of uh, chara putting the magic wand on the highest setting yeah right and she's in the game mock and is like I'm gonna blast All the beams and
0: does. (laughs) I get to kill everybody.
1: (laughs)
2: Um, yeah, so uh, Rakan grabs Nia and Lance with his fists and uh, locks them down, but can't really seem to take them off. Um, This is
1: with like the remote
2: wire guided thingies, yeah. We get to see that, yeah. This is the first time we see him actually launching his hands out, I think. Um, and they go. They go back and forth, and pull senses an intense pressure on the battlefield, uh, which is Marshma, And we see him in Super Saiyan mode. Uh, again, even more so than the last time.
1: Um, he actually manages to even take out. He holds his own, even takes out some of the Queen Mantha's, or Queen Mantha's funnels, uh, destroys a few of them.
2: Yep, and he charges in and he basically her, punches her in the chest or something along those lines, and she she is uh she is in a situation she hasn't really been in before. She is pretty pressed in this fight. Um, Haman, we we switch over to Haman who makes a comment that this is an evenly matched battle and is gonna it's gonna take a while.
1: Um, and and now we get to see Haman in her full on whatever like road warriors battle outfit like what she's got everybody else in. Yeah, she's wearing her crown thingy.
2: Um Yeah, so Judo wants to help Haman attack Axis at this point. Um L comments that that she's mean and Beach is like or L's like am I mean? Am I hurting people's feelings? Am I a bad person? And Beach is like "Nah, don't worry, girl." Don't worry. I'm your friend.
1: You can be mean to me.
2: <laughs> and then like, Elt is basically like walking away to, to join the battle. And she's like, Hey, Bicha. If we survive this battle, make sure your bed's messy.
1: Yeah. And then she leaves and Torres is like, dude, the fuck. <laughs> Life or death situation, bro. You don't plant those death flags, like. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. (laughs) He's he survives Zeta. (laughs) Torres is the unheralded, like grounding point for the little Shangri-La faction of the AU or whatever you want to call them. Just Judo's team, the Gundam team. Pretty sure without Torres, this show wouldn't have been, out go so long. Like if they needed to cancel it early, they would have written off Torres somehow because then the like, everything else would just fall apart.
2: Who is the guy they killed in like episode one by getting punched by the Sa-
1: gun? Sayagusa. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, yeah. And he gets punched by a petite MS. Remember, it's Yazan, but it's yeah, Yazan. Yeah. So Yazan would be like, I know exactly where to hit a man to kill him. <laughs> right in the turtle tattoo. That could have so easily been Torres. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't Keithron. It wasn't Torres. It was
3: um,
2: So Judo seems super relaxed as he's in his suit and and wonders if he will return to Shangri-La, to which... Uh, Lena interrupts his his thought process and is like, oh yeah, you will. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll head back to Shangri-La one of these days. And then they launched. <laughs> it was a weird little interruption there. Like
1: I, I guess my The
0: voice of Lena is still with him. Don't question.
1: <laughs> Simple Space Boy Judo Ashta does not question it. He's like, oh actually yeah that does make me feel better. Okay, let's go <laughs> Look, I, I just imagine I Lita
2: to... sitting there like somewhere with um, what's her name? Uh, Sailor. Uh, so Yeah, s- sitting there with Sayla on the beach somewhere like meditating and like just like, oh, Judo's thinking to himself. Here, let me help. <laughs> He's thinking
1: too um, hard again. Hang on. Let me work on these new type skills. <laughs> um, yeah, so Shara and Rakan engage each other. Um, Rakan Khan
2: kind of hugs her and and from behind and uh, she, she smacks
1: him away. Um, Yeah. Well, you get to see some more of the uh, Dovin Wolf's forearm gimmickry stuff going on, Uh, but then you also get to see Chara using the larger beam funnels in the back of the game. so you get a little bit of showing off of, Hey kids, look at what these can do.
2: Yeah. I mean, these, these scenes are like really fun. Like, combat scenes between individuals and groups of suits like they don't spend a ton of time on any one like battle but like everything in, it seems to be pretty well thought out and like fun to watch um yeah so um yeah so as uh shara kind of smacks at uh Rakan uh judo kind of sh- shows up and shoots and uh, makes him fly off. And Shara's like, "Why are you helping me?" And he's like, "Why wouldn't I help you?" And the more he talks to her, the crazier she starts getting. Like she she's like going back and forth between her uh, uh, her enhanced cyber new type personality and her normal crazy ass personality. And she's uh basically being driven crazy. And one of her guys, I, I don't know if it was New Year Lance is basically like, dude, stop talking to her. You're fucking things up. <laughs> um, so, uh, pull two is retreating from Marshima cause they are still fighting. Um, but he doesn't want to attack too aggressively since, uh, he knows that Clemmy hasn't launched all of his troops. So he doesn't want to get pulled in and, and killed. um, he gets attacked and grappled though by Rakan suit and his, uh, uh, his buddies show up too. Um, but so they all use their hands to kind of, to wrap him up with like electrical charges and start shocking him. And it see, looks
1: like, like they're going to draw and quarter that Zaku. Yeah. When they first grab him.
2: Yep. Yeah. And they start like running electrical charges through it. Like we've seen in some of the other shows, but like, Uh, Marshmallow uses his new type powers to basically push away the electricity and stave it off for a while. Um, But I guess he goes out of control. He was uh, over-enhanced, went too crazy,
1: and he just, like, blows up. So, yeah, so what we see is he gets grabbed, right? They're doing this, like, electrified cabling stuff. But then he's, like, charging up his cyber new type aura stuff which is has thought and said several times was overdone and it's not only kind of making those cables not do much but you have one of the dovin wolves you know have to you know plug in the beam launcher and do the the large shot you know when it's with it hooked up to the torso so the big 40 megawatt shot and It actually, he's charged it up so much that it makes that shot do nothing. And that's when, you know, Rakan's like, uh, what the hell? And then it gets, then Mashima gets, it's metal as fuck for a minute because he charges up even more. He actually ends up grabbing one of the Dovin Wolves and he rips the head off of it, which I was like, that was, that's cool. That was really cool. Um, and then Rakan's like, okay, we should, we should probably retreat now. And then, was like, I'm going to power up even more, but then it's, it's actually too much. And, uh, at some point he, he says, I'm on some of Banzai and it poof, just blows up, which is a little bit accurate for super Saiyans that they would have too much power. Like the, you know, the original OG one was, he got so strong. He basically just went out in a blaze of glory from having too much power. So, uh, it, it Not works. Like gods, aren't they? Yeah. Oh yeah. it got, <laughs> it's very fun to watch, but I don't try to make sense of the terminology or power scaling. It, it, it's a bad time. Just, you just got to go for that ride. Anyway, that back to double Zeta. Uh, yeah, he just, he just blows up. He, he went too far. He did too many Roys. His heart is now three times larger than it should be. And that's it. Yep.
2: Uh, and it does sh- it- it shows him taking out some of Rakan's dudes, uh, but you, you can't tell if Rakan was taken out in this scene or not. Um, you find out later. Um, everyone seems disappointed in his death, even Haman, who is like, well, I over-enhanced him. Guess
1: I'm out of pawn. Yeah. She says, oh, I lost another pawn that I could move as I wished. Yeah. Wow. that oh, Nice boss. Okay. It's
0: fucking <laughs> dark.
1: Yeah, I mean, the worst part is, is like everybody's
2: reactions, like, God damn it, Marshma. Like, couldn't you have died better?
1: Even even me watching this, I remember the first time and, and even the second time, I was like, man, he gets like one of the worst deaths. Just, I mean, it could have been cooler. Even Kot's got a better one. Yeah.
2: So uh, Shard charges in to fight Glimmy's troops, um, but Haman orders her to retreat. Uh, she argues a little bit, but eventually listens. Um, Judo and the Gundam team are confused as Pool and her allies gather together and begin to ready for their final attack. And the this show kind of caps off with like a, a view of them from the distance, all Super Saiyan charging up. Yeah, you just Very see exciting.
3: the Go
1: ahead, you just see the the Queen Mansa, Queen Mantha, uh, surrounded by several Kubalees as the episode closes up.
0: Yep. That's a pretty exciting pretty exciting thing to see.
2: Yeah, so I mean out of these two 44 had a lot more going on uh plot-wise, but 45 had a lot of cool combat and mobile suit fighting stuff
1: the second half of 45 is just essentially a space battle yeah
0: yeah it's a suit seller
1: this uh this show is really good (laughs) yeah this is the point where it's it is very good and this is the arc that I like. This is the stuff where oh, it should be longer. I, if they were to make this again today, like if this were to somehow get a remake, I feel like the last half of the show would be Glemmy's Rebellion instead of the last five or six episodes. Five episodes. Yeah,
0: yeah, they could easily go through and cut out like I don't know Moon Moon type shit and and expand on this stuff, and it would be very very well received. I think.
2: I yeah. always wonder because I, I guess they have like the zeta define or double zeta define or whatever. I wonder how that handles some of this stuff.
1: I don't know if they. I don't know if they have a double zeta equivalent yet. But is is there a double zeta manga though? I, I'm not familiar with it. If there is,
3: yeah.
1: Now I will say that in the Dynasty Warriors Gundam games, uh, which are you know, not in any way canon to anything, but they do have lots of scenarios that are like retellings of the plots of different shows. And for Double Zeta, it's almost all the stuff in the later part. So it's, you're going through things that are, you know, maybe you'll have like a level of fighting Haman's people in space or something, and then the stuff on Earth, and then it gets into Glemmi's Rebellion, and that's where a lot of the focus is. Um, which, now, for an action game, obviously, that works, right? You're not going to have, let's around Shangri-La for 10 episodes, because you can't do that in a, <laughs> in a Dynasty Warriors game. But, uh, yeah, e- even then, thinking about, like, Super Robot Wars uh, also is going to typically focus on, you know, the, either the Earth arc or the glimmy rebellion arc and very little else. So that just kind of hints to me that the, the maybe I guess in-house consciousness of at sunrise, when they think about the series, they're, they're kind of focused on the later half.
2: Yeah, you could, I mean, I think you could very easily go from the end of Zeta to uh, the Argama kind of going to Shangri-La and meeting up with these kids remove a decent amount of like the comedy stuff like, but give them some decent plot points and then have them basically heading to earth, dealing with the Haman stuff and on earth and then back into space for the Neo Zeon civil
3: war with yeah. the
1: rebellion. I, I don't think I would, but I think it could be argued that nothing takes longer than it needs to. I I would not. There are some things that are too long but it could be argued that nothing takes longer than it needs to. It's just that these ending episodes don't have as much time as they should. Yeah, Like there should have been another 12 episodes after this, but that's oh, yeah, not the reality sure. of, of what they got. So what it really comes down to is Shar's counterattack ruined everything, but you still got a really good show out of it. So that's fine. Yeah, this, this I mean, show doubles eight, I think turned out really good. So yeah.
0: The very first time I went into it, I, I thought it was, you know, everyone had said it was, I think we talked about this at the start, everyone said it was garbage and it got, it was weird at first and it got better and then it got kind of weird for a while and then it ends really well.
2: I mean, it ends weird too, but.
0: <laughs> well, when I say it got weird, I mean, it got like, I, don't know, I, think I don't know why people don't like this show. I mean, I still like it, but I got, I understand why people were like, this is not as good as Zeta. And, and
2: well, I, I think, know. I mean, I think Scotty brought up a good point uh, a few weeks ago too. Um, you know, now that this show is easily, uh, legally watchable on either, uh, Gundam Info or Crunchyroll now, like, hopefully a lot of the, as long as people can make it past the first like 10-ish episodes, like a lot of the misconceptions about the series will finally be quashed and people can like talk about like the cooler suit designs, the,
1: the nice uh, mobile suit battles and all that fun stuff. When you have to put in effort, like I'm thinking back to the days where it was, you have to, Oh, I want to watch this Gundam series. Let me go download, you know, by episode generally. Well, if you get to the, through the first few of them and you aren't digging it, that was effort and time for every episode and there's 47. Well, if you get through a few, this is what I do with victory. I was like, boy, this is, uh," and I didn't go back to it because it was, there was effort involved to get those episodes. Um, So it's like, well, I'm not digging it. So I'm not going to keep wasting all this downloading time and stuff. But now that you don't have to. Yeah. Neat. Yeah.
2: All right. You guys got anything else for these two? All right. Well, thanks everybody for, for following along with us. This is a little bit of a longer episode, but, uh, the next two episodes will probably be longer too. Um, uh, in two weeks we will have episode 46 and then in two more weeks we will have episode 47 and evolve episode 10.
1: It's correct. 10. Yes. Yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, follow along. We are almost done with this show and, uh, I think we're enjoying it. Like there's there's definite slogs like we were talking before, but uh this is definitely it's hit its stride. Wish it would slow down a little bit and give us a few more episodes, but uh we're enjoying it.
1: Yeah, uh, and next next time I'll explain why this next episode has what I find to be one of the most infuriating one minute and thirty-nine second long stretches of Gundam.
2: All right, guys. Thanks for following along. We'll see you again in two weeks. Follow us on Twitter at NewTypeFlashPod. And anywhere else we post uh, our stuff. Let's
1: see you in two weeks. Yeah, Marie's glory hole.